right. So I want to first of all explain why there's a lot of there's a lot of bad. Oh, that that is so much better. Is this better than that, or is this better? I'm working in a gosh darn mini studio in my university's library right now, and the audio I fear is not going to be that great. I feel like there's going to be a lot of like blank like sound in the background. Um, this is, this is pitiful. I have to hold this mic myself up to my, it's, I, I don't even know why I checked out. I guess it's because it's a sound booth. I also don't like how my back is to everyone. <sighs> They're playing Toy Story 3 in this library right now, like on a big TV and like it's at the end and I can't stand, I, Judas, ah, F. I am, ah, gosh dang it, I can't not, I can't not see Toy Story 3 right now. And also, I'm pretty sure everyone in the library could hear me flipping, I'm taking these headphones off. <sighs> um, do you know how annoying it is to hear your voice back to yourself while you're trying to speak? Some gosh darn peace and quiet. I'm just, I'm just, now, so the, I'm going to, before I even start, I know that I'm going to go on a number, a myriad of tangents while I'm doing this episode. And I know that my voice is probably coming in and out as I'm, oh no, he's showing them the piggy bank. This is, this is ridiculous. I'm sitting in my university's media center right now, which I actually work in. Shout out to the media center. And we have this mini sound booth because the actual sound booth was already reserved because of course I checked this morning to see if it was reserved or not um, to record this episode in. And the purpose of this episode I'll get to in a moment. But here's the thing. I need to stand for what I believe, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'll get to that in a moment. But I want to paint the scene so that everyone understands why I'm probably coming off as a little hostile right now. I'm in this, I'm in, I'm not even, so the mini sound booth itself is a square windowed tank with a hole in the side. And I'm, 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 people are looking at me while I'm talking and they're going to hear what I have to say this entire episode because it's not as private as it may look, although it's, it's darn peaceful in here. Um, so I've been ridiculed like a gosh darn heretic for the past couple weeks because of my opinions on the Marvel Cinematic Universe online and in person. And so I'm here to stand up for what I believe for my rights as a gosh darn citizen. I'm not going to take it anymore. The ridicule I've received for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is a ridiculous title. It is. I, I will agree with that. Actually, I feel like I, I need to give more of an intro before I get there. Because this, this whole episode is just going to be me yammering and talking about what I think about this movie. Because I knew that, I know that whenever we do the MCU 3, uh, the Phase 3 episode, it's not going to be favorable for me as I spew my opinions onto my co-hosts. And I know that they're, gonna, they're not going to respect me. They're not going to give me the respect at least that I deserve and that I've earned. Fighting in the trenches online and in person for this movie. I can't do this with Woody and Buzz looking right at me through this window. This is, this is torture. 
I this window is reminding me of when I used to work at Jamba Juice. I used to work at Jamba Juice on campus at my university. I used to get treated like a gosh darn animal while I worked there. It was it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. And I remember it was the first f- 15 minutes of my first day. They didn't even train me. I just walked in. I just started working. And within the first 15 minutes, I was already ridiculed. And I was made an example of by my manager in front of everyone. Granted, he probably had some merit in doing this because I was not trained. I was put on the cash register immediately. And the first seven to eight customers that came up, I would say, hi, welcome to Jamba Juice. How can I juice you? And my manager did not take favorably to this, I guess, rhetoric that I was using to welcome our customers to Jamba Juice. And so I was reprimanded viciously um, for this language, asking how can I juice you? And I was told not to use those words ever again. I worked there for a year, and it was terrible. And rich white girls would come and order bowls from me, and I would have to work behind the glass while they watched me. Because they they, they, I feel like they thought it was like a two-way mirror or a one-way mirror, that, I, that they, like, I couldn't see them watching me. But they stood on the other side of that glass and just watched me make their food. <sighs> what I'm trying to say is I've been treated like an animal before, and I'm being treated like an animal now. In regards to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you, may, you passive listener might think that this is not an important subject. It is. As we've been counting down the MCU, and as I'm sure you're sick of all this Marvel and Disney content that we've been giving to you, let me tell you, I'm not, because I'm a nerd. And I think it's dope, all this stuff that we have to talk about. And it's great content for us, and great material and opinions we're, about, we're allowed to spew out into the universe. Here's the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm just cutting straight to the chase. I'm getting right in here. I had a whole intro I was going to do to talk about before I got into this, but I'm just going to go. I'm just gonna, it's a solo episode. I'm diving in immediately. First of all, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is the most underrated film in cinematic history. I'm talking about since the days of Lumiere and the Meliers. That is the most underrated film to have ever been made. Too many people dislike this film. I don't understand why. Okay, maybe it's not as action-packed as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. I would actually argue that it's more action-packed because the action with Ego is a lot more violent, a lot more large-scale, a lot more visually appealing and groundbreaking, dare I say. Then in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. And I just, I don't understand why people don't like this movie. They say it's not as good as the first one. Well, I've got a couple bones to pick. I hope you know. I hope you have, I hope by, this is what, our 12th episode that we've done? Ever? I hope you understand that by this point, I, I first of all, have crippling ADHD that is not recognized by the community. And second of all, I cannot, because of this, I cannot stay on topic for more than a a, a given 15 seconds. And so I'm going to stop being so gosh darn self-conscious about it. I'm just going to let my mind go. I'm just going to speak my mind during this episode. Because I know that we jump around a lot as a group. Heaven heaven help us that there are five squirrely people trying to talk about one subject and we keep bouncing around. But me by myself, it's like throwing 
a bouncy ball in like a concrete room. I'm just going to be going everywhere. So not only is it an underrated film, but it's an underrated soundtrack. The first one, you have Jackson 5 on it. You have Redbone. You got that Hooch I'll Walk Out song. What's it called? I'm hooked on a feeling. Um, great soundtrack. That, that movie is iconic at this point. It's one of the probably the biggest pop culture staples of the teens, of the 20 teens. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I would argue, is better and more of like an important staple in the Marvel landscape. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, which that's not the official title. We all know that. I say to no one in this room. It is just Guardians of the Galaxy, but Volume 2. Uh, and well, Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Set the tone, really, for the MCU. Uh, Iron Man, yeah, did. But then you have movies like Thor, Thor the Dark World, Cats America, the first Avenger, um, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, uh, The Incredible Hulk, heaven help us. Uh, all those movies, had uh, they were totally different than Iron Man, except for the Iron Man sequels. Avengers was probably the most the thing most like Iron Man once again. But after Guardians of the Galaxy, you have everything else that hasn't hasn't begun itself. So everything that's not Thor. Well, actually, I take that back. Everything that's not Captain America is tonally more like Guardians of the Galaxy. Thor Ragnarok especially. But I mean you look at Ant-Man, Infinity War, Captain Marvel. Uh, looking at all those movies, they are more tonally like Guardians of the Galaxy, a show that the MCU can have fun. I hope everyone cares as much as I do about this. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you, you look at Civil War, Captain America Civil War, which is the necessary movie you had to have before you had Infinity War and Endgame, because it, it established the characters in a tough situation that made them all work harder together and set them up and got them ready to be like cemented into where they stand and who they are. It was, it was the greatest challenge before the greater challenge. <laughs> if that makes sense. So you give, you give them the Avengers civil war, which breaks them all down right before infinity war to set them at odds to make the stakes even higher. And guardians of the galaxy two is like that in that it sets it's characters against each other and makes them more cemented in their purpose before the big challenge against Thanos. But I'd also compare it to Iron Man 2. In the sense that Iron Man 2 was the only sequel before Avengers in the MCU. So you don't have a lot that you can do with characters in that movie because you couldn't do anything before the Avengers would change everything, right? So all the other movies are just are setting up the universe for the Avengers, which is like the big staple at that point. Um, and Iron Man 2 is ordered and released before the Avengers, so you can't really do much besides set up War Machine as a character. You couldn't have a big villain that would set any stakes because you had to let everything still like be on the down low before you had the Avengers. I hope that makes sense. But then, so Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the same way in that you couldn't have something big monumental happening before Infinity War because you couldn't mess with the universe that much. You had to have it very internalized. 
like Iron Man 2. But in the same way of, a, of Civil War, it had to challenge the characters to cement them and make them work together and barrel down before the big fight against Thanos to further like make these characters like a team. They had to make a big internal challenge, which Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 does really well. I'm going to say this again. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is the best MCU movie we've had to date. And I will stand by that. Oh, oh I, I can just hear Mason's laugh and Bryce Harper's chanting. And oh, oh, I can just, oh, I can see Logan Whitney's face getting mad at me saying this. I can see everyone. <sighs> I also want you to all know that I'm looking out a window at all these unsuspecting patrons in this library right now as I record this episode because I have nothing else to look at. It's not like I have any notes for this. This doesn't seem organized at all, does it? <sighs> so, you have that setting up Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, there's not much you can do besides keep an internal dialogue between the characters and set them against themselves to be ready for Infinity War. But it does that perfectly. First of all, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies aren't really about the Guardians. It's really the Peter Quill movies. It's the Star-Lord movies. Which, with any team movie, that's what you're going to have anyway. Besides the Avengers, because they all have their separate movies. We don't have a Rocket. He doesn't have his own movie. Drax doesn't have his own movie. Neither does Gamora or Groot. You have them all in the same movie. So, really, you have to make them focus on one person. Which is why. Which is like how the X-Men movies were really about Wolverine. They're really about Logan. So, Guardians of the Galaxy is really about Star-Lord. So, we're going to go ahead and just refer to that as a narrative. So, these three Guardians of the Galaxy movies, because we know it's a trilogy now. Um, the third one, first of all, I'm pretty sure it's going to be about Quill's mom. Because, and no one else has ever agreed with me or said that they've thought the same way. But we never saw Peter Quill's mom die in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. We never saw her die. You just heard her machine go, like, a long beep. And then, like, she's gone. That's it. Like, Peter Quill runs out of the hospital, gets abducted. That's it. You don't see her die. <sighs> and so I put money down. Hard-earned, media center, library dog, <laughs> library job, money down. That Peter Quill's mom is alive. And that, she'll be, that will be revealed either, oh, maybe in Endgame. Or in Guardians of the Galaxy Falling 3. I'm just putting my money down on that. So, with that, you go into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, learning about Ego, Quill's dad. But, okay, first of all, it's a gosh darn well-constructed movie from the, from the point that for a sequel, you don't go bigger, they're going smaller, and it's all about the characters and the relationships with each other. Every character in that movie is analyzed through the lens of another character. You have Drax being analyzed by Mantis. You have Rocket being an analyzed by Nebula. You have Groot being analyzed by Rocket. You have Gamora being analyzed through Nebula. You have Quill being analyzed through everyone and Ego. <sighs> I just, I don't understand why people don't like this movie. It is the best script. It's the best screenplay. It's the best message. It's the, mo it's the most compelling one, narratively. You have, oh, not to mention, uh, what's his name? Heaven help me. Um, wow. What's his name? Michael Rooker's character. 
I can hear all of you listening <sighs> yourselves at whatever I'm trying to say. Get off the tip of my tongue. Wow. I, I, what, a whole minute has gone by with me trying to remember this. I'm going to have to look this up. I'm so sorry. But, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you haven't expected professionality, have you? <laughs> um... Do, 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 Come on, come on. Yondu. Yondu is his character, too. I mean, come on. That movie, it's insane. It's, it's fantastic. I feel like it's hard for me to further talk about this without having anyone here with me to argue with. All right. Well, that's how I feel about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I just, I just want, I just want everyone, and also, yes, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac is a good song, even though I'm not a big fan of Fleetwood Mac. But the most underrated song on that soundtrack is Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell. And you can bet your bottom dollar that that song is going to be the outro to this episode. Southern Nights, it's, um, oh, it's fantastic. I, I'm not even into country music. And I don't know if you'd call that country. Maybe that's more like Southern rock, Southern fried rock. But that song, is, it's got a fantastic rhythm section, great melody, a, a cool scat bridge at the end. Oh, that song is killer. You have, you have George Harrison's My Sweet Lord. Hey, come on. Hallelujah. That, that song's amazing. This is all I really have to say. I feel like I just have to fill time now because this is going to be like the shortest midbrow episode in history. Um, cause you, cause you've all come to be familiar with long narrative. Um, that's really all I have to say. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is the best MCU movie. I challenge anyone else. I challenge anyone to fight me on that. I can. It's like it's got the best. Humor, best characters. They're not afraid to kill off a character. Every other franchise in that in the MCU is, is will bring back a character. Case in point, Phil Coulson. But they won't. Case in point, Loki. But they killed Yondu, and he's dead. He's really dead. They're not going to bring him back. Man, killer movie, killer soundtrack too. What else can I say? Nothing. It's fantastic. That's all I have to say. Well, this is Harrison Kofer from Midbrow. I appreciate the patience you've all had with me. If you've even made it this far into this episode, um, we'll be doing another. We'll be doing MCU Phase Three this week. We'll probably drop on Friday. But that's really all I have for you guys. Keep strong, carry on, and uh, get pumped for Endgame. As soon as Endgame's over, we'll do or like a reaction. We have what? Okay, so we have. Um, MCU Phase 3. And then we have our Endgame pre-episode, where it's just a hype episode, where we just talk about Infinity War and what we think is going to happen. That'll drop probably beginning of next week. Then you'll have Radio Silence from us for about a week. And then following either Monday or Saturday, we'll have our Endgame reaction video, because I actually got tickets um, for that Friday for all of us to go see it. I got 17 tickets. It was insane. It was like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Jeez. No, it wasn't. Gosh. 
to, to my poor fiance for go, dealing with a man who is sitting alone in a room right now talking about Marvel movies so passionately. Oh, heaven bless her. And saying the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was get tickets for a superhero movie. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. I'm so... Anyway, um, the... Yeah, so we'll have, what, that's three total more episodes about Marvel. And then in August, we're going to start our Star Wars countdown to The Rise of Skywalker. What a killer teaser. This is going to become one of the nerdiest podcasts ever. Uh, and we and we really do want to branch out and talk about a whole large assortment of things, but that's not happening, is it? Um, but yeah, this, this is Harrison from Midbrow. I know, I know. As soon as I hang up, I'm, or as soon as I stop recording, I'm gonna think of like five things I should have said. <sighs> My goodness gracious! Having a podcast itself is like annoying. I you know, do you know how many times I hear a day people talking about like, oh, you you have a podcast that's real interesting sarcastically I'm doing this for you I'm doing this for the people you think this is for me? no Southern